But you know, the kingdom culture, boil it down. It's the love of God. It's shed abroad in your hearts by the Holy Spirit that's given to you. That's the kingdom culture, and that's what we're in. We're in that time. Well, before communion, I just want to kind of start something. I'm always starting something. You remember last week I talked about that we have the mind of Christ. The natural mind is not subject to God, and neither can it be. But we've been given the mind of Christ. We call that exchange. It's impossible to convert the old mind into the new mind. And what she was saying a while ago, Ephesians 2 said, we are already seated with Christ in heavenly places already. I don't know how you put that, but we're already there and we're already here. Kingdom here. And that's part of it. But I want to talk to you about the heart of God. You know, when Jesus came, Jesus came to reveal the Father. That's why that was one of the reasons he came. To make known the Father. He came. He said, I only say, I only do what the Father tells me to say and what the Father tells me to do. And he came to reveal the Father's love. And that's when he, we see that. And we see in, in uh, I was reading in Malachi, in Malachi chapter 4. It says, Behold, I will send to you, Father, thank you for this word. Behold, I will send Elijah the prophet before the great coming, the great and dreadful, dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. And we see the fulfilling of this is when John the Baptist came. John the Baptist was this. And why? Because John came to prepare the way of the kingdom. He was coming to prepare the way of the kingdom. And it wasn't just Elijah, but look with me in Matthew chapter 11. Let's go there and... Like I said, we'll just get this started here. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 11, it says, Verily I say unto you among them that's born of women, there's not risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding he that's least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Now I want you to see the little word now. If you don't have it circled, circle it. See, we're not living at a time when we take it by force. From the days of John the Baptist till now, the kingdom suffered violent, and the violent take it by force. Now, what the kingdom brings in, Jesus says, now it's the Father's good pleasure to give it to you. Yes, yes. You don't have to take it by force. Yes. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That's where you are now. And then he says, for all the prophets and the law are prophesied until John. And if you will receive this, it is Elisha which has come. See, if you will receive this, it was John, until John. And if you will receive it, this is Elijah who was to come. And he's talking about John. Let's, let's confirm it in another place. Let's go to, to uh, 17, Matthew 17. And I want to start uh, verse 10. And the disciples asked him, saying, Why then? Say the scribes that Elijah must first come. And Jesus said unto them, Elijah truly shall come first and restore all things. But I say unto you that Elijah has come already, and they knew it not. But they have done to him whatsoever they list us. Likewise shall also the Son of Man suffer. And, and he says, and, and let me read the bottom. Then the disciples understood that he spake unto them of John the Baptist. See, John the Baptist was the one that came to prepare the way for Jesus to come. 
And Jesus is the one that has come. Now hear me. To turn to the heart of the Father to the children and the children to the Father. That's what we call exchange. And that's why it's so important that we talk about the heart. Because we've we've lived in a, a generation that's tried to change this old heart. You understand? And the thing God said, this heart, Jeremiah 17, uh, 5, is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who, sh- who can know it? And when the revelation came to me a few years ago, I spent years trying to change this old heart. And, and you can't change it. That's why God said that he's gonna, he gave us a new heart, a new spirit. We, it's the heart of God. See the love of God is shed abroad in this new heart that he's given us. That's part of the exchange. And for some of you that don't know, a few years ago, I read this in Isaiah 43. He, he talks about, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. I'm doing a new thing. And I'm making a way in the wilderness and all that. And that new thing carries you to 2 Corinthians 5.17. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. And we have been given the ministry of Reconciliation. And that Greek word reconciliation, there is exchange. God is a creator. He's not interested in fixing up this old person, this old mind, this old heart, and all that. We have a new mind. We have a new heart. He's given to us a new heart. You know, you can even see it through the Old Testament. I was reading in 1 Samuel, and Saul came up, and Samuel anointed him. In verse, I think it's chapter 10, verse 9, says, when Saul turned to go away, God gave Saul a new heart. David was a man after God's own what? Heart. God gave Saul a new heart, but what happened? He went back to the old heart. The rejection, the insecurities, and the fears. He went back to that old thing. And you can too, but we don't have to. We've been given a new heart and a new spirit, and he's taken away that old stony heart. And how many times in Psalms 51... Restore unto me the joy of, of your salvation. And it's renew a right spirit within me. That word renew means to be new. See, it's all through the Old Testament to, to be new. And the word renew is come back to the original place. Come back to the place of your origin. That's what God has done for us. He said he's forgiven. You know, when we've been redeemed, we've been forgiven. It's as if we had never it's not something we live with a cloud over our head the rest of our life because of our sin. No. He said in Isaiah 43, your sins and your iniquities will I remember no more. For my sake. For my sake, I choose not to remember that. Because you're a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away and what? All things have become new. And here in Luke, but what I want you to see in Luke chapter 1. Let's go over there for a minute. Luke 1, uh, when we see the birth of John the Baptist, and we see here that his dad's prophesying, talking. Uh, okay, talking about uh, verse 13, but the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth shall bear a son, and you shall call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. See, that's the fulfillment of Malachi 4. 
right there. And, and he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. See the prophetic there tying John into this? Make the way. God said in Isaiah 40, you know, he called John the Baptist, you know. Bring the high places down, the crooked things made straight. And he says, to tell them they'd suffered enough for their iniquities. That's verse 1. They've suffered enough. It's over. And prepare the way for a whole new kingdom way of thinking. That's why we see that God gives you, if you want to know the verse, it's Isaiah, I mean, Ezekiel 36, 26. I tried for years to change my heart. Years. One day I happened to stumble on this, Ezekiel 36, 26. And he said, in the new covenant, when you're born again, I'm going to give you a new heart and a new spirit. I'll take away the stony heart and I'll give you a heart of flesh and I'll put my Holy Spirit in you and cause you to walk in my ways. New, new, new. God's not into old, old, old. You got a new heart. You got a new mind, new soul, mind, will, and emotion. He's given you all new ways of thinking. Now, your new heart is the seedbed of life. I just start this way. And in your heart is your soul. Your mind, your will, and your emotion are in that heart with all that reactions and feelings. And all of that is his heart. I'll give you my heart. Jeremiah 24, 7. I'll give you a heart to know me and understand me. Now, that's God's heart. Jesus came to reveal the heart of the Father to us. And we have it all written right there for us. What he came to do to, re- to reveal the Father. You know, he told in, in John for funerals, most of you hear this all the time, John 14. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come and receive you into myself. Get that word into? That where I am, there you may be also. And you know, he began to tell them, you know, that the Father's prepared a house. I'm going to prepare a house. And he says, and, and, and uh, you know, he said, show us the Father. And he says, have I been so long with you, and yet have you known me? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And why are you saying, show us the Father? He said, if you see me, I, I and the Father are one. So you see, he came to reveal who the Father was. If you just read the Old Testament, sometimes you, you see all the stuff going on and you think God's just up there waiting to knock you over when you get out of line. That's not the Father. Remember Moses said to the Father, he said, Father, show me your glory. I want to see you. And he says, you can't see me and live, but I'll set you in a cleft of the rock. And he says, when I pass by you, I'll remove my hand from you and you'll see my backside. And he says, I will cause my goodness to pass before you. God is a good, good father. And he can't help but being a good father. And that's why Jesus came to reveal his. It's the goodness of God, Romans chapter 2 says, that leads us to repentance. It's his goodness. And, you know, I was thinking as we're singing some of those songs in Isaiah 53. And I want to. Call Eric up here pretty quick. Isaiah 53 tells you exactly what you got in the exchange. Mind, will, and emotion, spirit, soul, and body. 
But Isaiah 54 follows 53 for a reason. Read all that up there. And he says, verse 7, For a small moment have I forsaken you, but great mercies will I give you. In a little wrath I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting, what kind of lasting? Everlasting Everlasting kindness will I have mercy on you, says the Lord. For this is as waters of Noah unto me, as I have sworn that the waters of Noah will no more go over the earth. So have I sworn that I will not be angry with thee, wroth with thee, nor rebuke you. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not be apart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that has mercy on you. How sure is that? I have promised I'm not going to be angry with you anymore for my son's sake. When he sees you, he sees what his son did to make you who you are. Now, that's a good place to stop. What we're doing right now, this is what God just said. Because of communion right now that we're going to take, I'm not going to be angry with you nor rebuke you anymore. You don't have to sit out there and examine yourself, see if you'd be worthy to take this. I told them back in 1975, I heard a guy saying, examine yourself, see if you're worthy to come up here and partake of this communion. And I heard the Lord say to me, I made you accept it. Settled it. That's why you can come up here and have this, because there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, period. God's not going to be angry at you anymore, nor rebuke you. Now I'm going to quit. Come on up, Eric. Is that good? Yes, Lord. You know, I think sometimes we forget the good news is good news. Yes. It's supposed to be good news. It's not what you're not doing and what how bad you are. It's what He did to make you good. 1 John 4, 17 says, as he is, so are we now in this present world. We are the body of Christ, members one of another. We are the church. But I'm telling you, there's something greater than the church. It's the kingdom. But the church is made up of all born-again believers. I don't care what denomination you're in. The church is made up of believers that believe the kingdom has come and his will is being done on earth as it is right now. All right.